0: Welcome back and glad to have you here on yet another Touchdowns to Home Runs podcast, TD's to HR podcast. And yes, I love football. I love football probably more than anything else in the world. It's what I talk about the most. Like you look at the last couple podcasts, it's all been football, 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 even though football's ended. But today we're switching things up because I am interested in other sports. It's not just football. I know it's crazy to think about. But it's true, I am not just interested in football, and that's what we are going to talk about today, not football, and specifically something that I'm personally really interested in about sports. It might not be something that you are personally interested in about sports because it's not the physical players that we're going to talk about, but stadiums and where games are played is kind of going to be the main focus of this video today and what we're going to talk about because we got an interesting one today because... This weekend, this past weekend, we had the NHL-Lake Tahoe game. There was two games there. I'm pretty sure it was like Boston and Philadelphia and then the Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm not entirely sure, but we'll get into that later. And then also, another thing, with baseball just around the corner, I've done this video before. If you are... If you've been following this channel for a long, 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 long time, like since the beginning of this channel, I did an MLB Baseball Stadium's ranked video, but we're going to do one again because it's been like two years since I've done that video, and my opinions have changed, and there has been a new stadium. I think there's only been one new stadium added into the league since then, but we're in for a good episode today, guys, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this podcast Let's get into first talking about the NHL Lake Tahoe. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see I have two hockey jerseys behind me. One, my favorite team, the beautiful Chicago Blackhawks red jersey behind me. Obviously, you got the nice C on there for Jonathan Taves, no one else. And then to the other side of me, I got the nice, I think it was Stadium Series, Stadium Series in Washington, Toronto Maple Leafs 2018 white jersey with the white logo on it. Absolutely phenomenal jersey there. Nothing beats it. I'm a casual hockey fan. That's the disclaimer of this little segment that I'm going to do talking about the NHL here because I don't talk about the NHL a lot. I love NHL jerseys. I think NHL has some of the best jerseys in the league. I'd collect way more of them if they were cheaper because I know the Adidas ones are a load to pay for. Like They make a dent in your bank account because like, if you want to buy a named one full price, $250, Two fifty dollars, like two hundred fifty dollars. Now I got that lease one for a hundred, and I think I got the Blackhawks one for like one sixty. So I got good deals on both of those, but I have not paid full price for an NHL jersey, and I don't think I will. I there's no other NHL Adidas jerseys that I need right now. But what I want to talk about about this whole Lake Tahoe thing in the NHL is why the NHL needs more outdoor games and games like this, and I'm going to go through my explanation of why. I'm going to go through my explanation of why. That's basically what I'm going to talk about. Why the NHL needs more of these games. Because I enjoyed it. I Look at me. I'm from Toronto. I'm from Toronto, Canada. I said it. I'm a massive football fan. Massive, massive football fan. I love baseball. And then I like basketball and hockey. There are two sports that I watch. I have my favorite team. I'm a Chicago Blackhawks fan. And I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. But... Sometimes you're going to have to really pique my interest to be able to watch the sports on a very consistent basis. I haven't watched a lot of hockey yet this year at all. Like, I'm going to be honest. I haven't really watched any Blackhawks games, and I haven't really watched any Leafs games. I just, I'm busy with school and everything, and it just doesn't really pique my interest right now for the NHL. It's not worth my time right now to be putting in to watch the NHL when it's a league that I don't enjoy as much as I do football. I don't enjoy it as much as I do baseball and all of that when I have other stuff to do. Like, I just can't work it into my schedule just because I feel like watching a hockey game. It's, I just don't care about it as much as I do as football or baseball. Bottom line, bottom line. But, why I mention that is because you know what game I did find myself watching this weekend? Was the... NHL-Lake Tahoe game, I think it was the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Colorado Avalanche. Like, I'm not even sure who I was playing. Like, you put that game on, first of all, I want to say, you put me in an actual hockey game, like in the arena, Hockey is one of the best sports to experience live. Hands down, it's one of the most entertaining sports to watch. But watching it on TV, especially two teams that I could honestly care less about, like the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights, I'm basically, if I'm going to watch a hockey game, It has to be the Blackhawks or the Leafs, or I could care less. I could honestly care less. I don't care who's playing, like the players you have. If it's not the Leafs or the Blackhawks, I could care less about the game. I really could. I could have cared less about who was going to win this game, who the players were on the ice. You could have put a Timbits hockey team out on the ice in this game, and I still would have watched it. Why would I have watched it? Because it was the Lake Tahoe special. It was something different. It was an outdoor game. And me personally, someone who loves these stadiums and where the teams play and everything, and really looking at what appeals to me about the stadiums and where they play and everything like that, this is something that the NHL needs to do way, way, way way more often. Because you got a fan like me who wouldn't care otherwise about the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights. I just wouldn't care about them. If this game was on regularly and they were playing at, what, T-Mobile Arena in Vegas or a Pepsi Center in Uh, Colorado, I wouldn't even know the game was on. I wouldn't even know that they even played that game. Since you had this specialty game played in this very unique scenario, in a game where another reason why I think that the NHL needs to do this more often, hockey was made to be played outside. You look out right now, I go walk in my local neighborhood or whatever, there are kids playing on the pond all the time. All the time, the pond is filled with kids playing hockey That's how the sport was made. It was made to be played on ice. It's not played on a field. It's not played on a court. It's made on ice. It's played on ice, sorry. And ice is natural. Ice is something that forms outside. Hockey is something that should be played outside. It was made to be played outside. Just like how football was made to be played outside and baseball was. Sports like basketball. Sports like regular volleyball, not beach volleyball. Sports like bowling. I don't know. I'm just naming names. Those are sports that are made to be played inside. Like, you can't play basketball outside. It just doesn't make sense because when you have, like, wind and everything like that, it affects the ball and everything. You can't have professional basketball outside. It just can't work. But hockey is a sport with some of the toughest guys in all of sports. Like, you look at athletes, I think football players and hockey players are by far the toughest And that's saying, like, why I'm bringing this up is because no matter what the weather is, these guys are going to play in the weather. It could be pouring. It could be an absolute blizzard. These guys would still play and have the most fun. I bet you a bunch of these guys grew up playing hockey on the pond and everything. And it's just drawing interest of fans that otherwise would not care about the game. Even just casual fans of sports. And they see, oh, the NHL is doing a game on Lake Tahoe. Yes, it's not on the lake, but you got it in the nice mountains and everything. It's outside. The game looks amazing. The jerseys were amazing. They both got the reverse retros on. I think that that was a really good call from them, and I think the Flyers and Bruins did the same thing. But it, the, just the spectacle of it and the marketing around it was something I had to turn into, e- tune into. Even though I didn't watch the whole thing, I did not watch the whole game. I tuned into it, and they got my viewership. They did. That's something that a league like the NHL, the NHL isn't the NFL. The NHL isn't the NBA right now. The NHL has a lot of struggling markets in this league. Like you take a team like the Florida Panthers, the Arizona Coyotes, teams; those places could care less about their team, honestly. Honestly, you. This is out of the four sports leagues. This is the one that is struggling the most. And when you have a league that is struggling, you got to do something to pique people's interest in the game that you are trying to provide to them. And I think games like this. I think what I'm trying to pitch here is that there needs to be No matter what, at least each team has to play one outdoor game every single season. So you get probably the entire fan base of both of those teams watching the games where you just have the casual fans. They don't really pay attention to the games in general. They just check the score every morning or whatever. You'd have those people tune into the game so you have more fans there. And then just the spectacle of the game. You'll have all the fans from hockey around. And you'll have outsiders who are just people looking into the sport of hockey, coming in and tuning in. The United States, where all of these teams are based, mostly, and Canada, you have some of the most geographically diverse points in all of the world in these points. I'm telling you, you could have games in so many different scenarios or whatever you want to call it, in so many different geographical I'm sounding really smart here using big words like geographical I'm not a geography freak at all but I know that you have like mountains in the states you have the beaches in the states you got the flatlands in the states you got all these different things in the states that you could have so many different games in different settings and it would just be something really really cool to watch and something really really cool for you to look forward to to your team doing every single season. You have all these massive stadiums around the states. I love the Winter Classic games. I love to see them go and play at these massive college stadiums like Michigan Stadium or Notre Dame Stadium, all those different places. You look down south, I think even the San Jose Sharks back in, what, 2014 or somewhere around then. That date is probably off, but it was somewhere around then. I think San Jose held a stadium series game, so you can do it. You can have outdoor games. In a ton of different places. Yes it takes time. Yes it takes money to do it. It takes extra employees. It takes extra whatever to prepare it. But this league needs it. I honestly really feel like the NHL is a league that needs the viewers right now. To be able to go out. And get more people interested in hockey. And get more people watching your sport in general. I think that it's just something that needs to happen and something that would be really, really good for hockey if hockey is able to have an outdoor game for each team every single year. Like Something like Lake Tahoe. It doesn't have to be Lake Tahoe every year. I think I saw something on Instagram that was like, you should do Calgary and Edmonton in Banff or something like that. I would tune into that. I could care less about the Flames and Oilers. Yes, it's the Battle of Alberta. I guarantee you in Alberta... That would probably be the biggest event of the whole year there. That and the Calgary Stampede. But I'd tune into that. Those are two rival teams playing in Banff, which is one of Canada's most beautiful places in all the country. Playing outside where hockey should be played. i tuned tune into that. I bet you there were a ton of people that otherwise would not tune into that who would too. So that's just my thought. That's my whole thought on this Lake Tahoe thing. It was an amazing idea. Amazing execution. I heard some complaints about people saying you saw way more of the lake than the mountains in this one. Yes, you could have moved the rink a bit, but in general, I think that it was a big success. So I think the NHL, it would be a really smart move for your specific league when you're trying to compete against the big boys in the States, in the NFL, in the NBA, which the NBA you're going up against constantly because you have the same schedules. The MLB, which is coming back around You got to do something to set yourself apart. And I think that this is your opportunity and run with it, run with it, run with it, run with it. Now let's get into the second part of this video today. I said it earlier, MLB stadiums ranked. I've done this before on this channel. I love MLB stadiums. Honestly, you put me in any baseball stadium and I'm happy just to watch a game. Yes, I've said this multiple times in this podcast. Football is my favorite sport to watch. It always will be. I'd rather be at a football game 10 times out of 10 than a baseball game. But that doesn't mean I do not enjoy and love the experience that baseball games give you. It's so much different than football. Baseball is something where there are a ton of different things. It's not like you go to a football game and you're there for the game and everything. You watch the game and then you leave. There's a lot of things in baseball that I love doing prior. Batting practice is something I love going to. I love the food there. MLB definitely has the best food out of any of the leagues in um, the big four American sports leagues. It's just a relaxed environment. It's just an environment to watch sports, and it does get entertaining. It does get really intense sometimes, but you have points where it's just really nice to be like, this ballpark is beautiful. I'm watching the game I love. It's a great night. And I'm just having a really good time. It's not that atmosphere that you're going to be standing on your feet for the whole game, cheering on your team, screaming the whole time, maybe in a playoff game. But baseball is a sport where it's really just an enjoyable experience no matter what game you're going to. They always, any game that you go to, it could be an absolute blowout. If you go to an NBA game and it's a blowout, you're not going to enjoy it as much as you would an MLB game and it's a blowout. It's just two different experiences. So something I want to do is I want to rank or re-rank, because I've already done this before, re-rank all of the MLB stadiums. I have my list here. We will go 30-1. to 1. I have all the stadiums. I've done this before. I've only been to two stadiums. I've been to Rogers Center, which is my home park in Toronto, and then I've also been to PNC Park. Other than that, I'm just going based off of pictures and everything, and how I feel I'd enjoy myself in these baseball stadiums. So let's get into it. Starting off with number 30, the worst baseball stadium, the worst ballpark in all of the MLB. I think I have to go with Tropicana Field. Looks-wise, first of all, it's indoor. Indoor baseball was made to be played outside. Just like I said in that NHL video I just put or I just talked about in this podcast. Baseball is a sport that is designed to be played outside. Yes, Florida, the weather and everything, it's not the greatest to be played outside when you have all the inclement weathers, but there's still some a lot more creative things that you could do with the stadium than just have this massive dome. I mean, the catwalks are interfering with the game sometimes. The stands, one of my friends has been to Tropicana Field before. He said he loved the experience. He said it. it's actually not as bad as it looks. I mean, I like the Ray tank out there. It's something different. You don't have a tank full of Rays in any other stadium, and I don't think there should be because no other team is called the Rays, but... For an MLB stadium, I think that this had to be the last one. It just does not look that good compared to the other ones, in my opinion. Coming in at number 29, we have Oakland Coliseum in Oakland. Of course, home of the Oakland Athletics. I said Oakland a lot there. This is a football stadium. This is why I have this here. Yes, it's an outdoor stadium, but this is a football stadium. This was built for the Oakland Raiders, I'm pretty sure, and it looks way more like a football stadium than a baseball stadium. You have massive fences It's the most open field there is. And you just have half of your seating or a ton of your seating up top canceled off because you can't sell the tickets or you just don't have, you don't want to waste time or whatever you want to call it. You just put massive banners on there. This isn't a baseball stadium, it's a football stadium. And for that reason, I have it at 29. Coming in at number 28, we have Guaranteed Rate Field in Chicago. This field, this field isn't honestly as bad as the other two, in my opinion. It has some good parts about it. It's just a classic baseball stadium. I don't want to say that there's anything terrible about it. There isn't anything that I'd be like, I can't stand this stadium because of that. It's just kind of bland. It's just kind of, you have your uprights, you have your scoreboard. It's all black and everything, the whole stadium. It just looks a bit depressing to me, and that's why I have that down there at 28. 27... This is a place I call home. This is a place that probably is my favorite MLB stadium. I have no problem coming out here and saying that. But why I put it at number 27 is because I'm basing this off of looks. And even though I love the stadium, there's no place that has my heart like the Rogers Center. Because I basically grew up in the Rogers Center. Like the amount of games that I went to and everything, I have a strong emotional connection to the Rogers Center. It's a dome. When the dome's closed, I completely understand why people do not like this stadium. A ton of people in Toronto want a new stadium, and I completely understand. The dome does not look that nice when it's closed. It looks dark and everything. It's just a big circle, basically. When it's open, it's much more enjoyable. You have the nice scene Tower looking over. It feels more like an outdoor stadium than when it's closed, obviously. But even when the dome is open, you still feel like you're inside in some sense just because... There's no openness to it because it's all just one big dome. It, it, we're going to get a new stadium soon, but I'm always going to love Rogers Center. But I feel like I really, really had to put it down at number 27. Coming in at number 26, now this may shock some people. I have Minute Maid Park in Houston. Again, for the same reason as Rogers Center, when it's closed, I do not like looking at the stadium. Now, why I put this above the Rogers Center is because there are some better features in this. You got the railroad track. You got the porch out in left field. I think that's really nice. I'm not saying that this is a bad stadium at all. I think I'd love to be at Minute Maid Park. I'd love to go there someday. It's just compared to the other stadiums. Yes, they have a retractable roof and everything. It just... Is bland to me. It's just an enclosed stadium. You'll see throughout these rankings that I'm not a big fan of these indoor stadiums at all. And that brings us to our 25th one being Chase Field out in Arizona. Again, same thing. It's inside. Yes, you have the revolving windows outside that turn it kind of outdoors, but for the most part, you're inside You have the hot tub and the pool out in right field. I think that's definitely your most unique feature. The center field wall is really weird how it goes. Kind of it's short and then it just jots straight up and you have a massive fence out there. It's just an indoor stadium. Baseball is meant to be played outside. And yes, I know Arizona is really, really hot, but I feel like you could still play games outside or you could at least have a more open retractable roof in some sense like you would in Texas. Texas, I think, did a really good job at what they did, and we're going to get into that later. Coming in at number 24, we have a name-change one, American Family Field, also known as Miller Park out in Milwaukee. This one, again, it's an indoor stadium. The retractable roof is really weird. I think the stadium as a whole is in the shape of a baseball diamond, which I think is cool, and I think that's why I put that above some of the other ones. He got the slide out in left center, I think it is. It's a decent stadium. It's a decent-looking stadium. I mean, but you're inside still. Like, I hate to sound like a broken record, but you're still inside. And I just feel like I can't place... You could have the most basic, even though I put guaranteed rate field, you could have a really basic stadium that's outside, and you could have a really, really nice indoor stadium. And I still would argue that I may want to go to that indoor uh, outdoor stadium. It's just my opinion. Coming in at number 23, we have another indoor stadium, but this one is retractable, and I think it does make a really good outdoor stadium when the roof retracts. We got T-Mobile Park out in Seattle. It looks a lot more open, at least from the pictures I've seen, when you actually open the stadium up. You got glass out in left or something, or I think that it's actually part outside in left field. I'm not entirely sure. You got a nice scoreboard out there. I think it was previously called Safeco Field. That's what I, I was about to say. You got a nice big Safeco Field sign out there. It's a, it's a good, it's a good indoor stadium. Again, indoor stadiums are really, really hard for me to rank, but I think that this is a good indoor baseball stadium in the MLB. Coming in, we have yet another, and I think this is our last indoor stadium for a while. We have 22 Marlins Park. In Miami, obviously, I think that this is the second best indoor stadium in all of the MLB. And you'll know who number one is, and we'll get to that later. But MLB stadiums inside, the Marlins, this one, yes, they barely opened the roof because it's really hot in Miami. They had to make an indoor stadium. But what they did with it, I think it looks a lot more open. And there's just a lot of features of the stadium that looks really, really, I want to say attractive. But it just makes it look way more Entertaining and less bland and more of its own. You got a club out in left field. They used to have the statue out there. Now they got a big porch out in left center. Uh, right field, there's nothing really much. You just have standings. You used to have the fish tank behind home plate. I don't think they have that anymore. But this is just a stadium that it looks more modern and it looks more like something that if I was to go to an indoor stadium, I'd want to go somewhere here that just has more things to look at than just. The standing, the stands, and everything it makes you feel like you're really, really enclosed inside, and it's just dark. Coming in at number 21, we have Angel Stadium. Angel Stadium, I'd love to be here again. There's none of these stadiums that I wouldn't love to be here. Angel Stadium's just a place that I think is very basic, there's nothing too much about it, but I think it's just a clean, nice looking stadium. All in all, you got the rocks out in left field, I think it is left center, something like that. Again, there's nothing much to really say about this stadium other than it's a good, decent stadium. It's just a good, classic baseball stadium. And that's what we're really going to get into with the bunch that we have up here coming up. Like, you got the nice scoreboard out and right. There's nothing much to say about this stadium. It's just a good, classic baseball stadium. Coming in at number 20, we have City Field in New York. It's a, it looks like a big stadium. This is a big stadium. This is a big in your face stadium. You got an outdoor stadium. You got the apple out in center field. You got the porch out on the left. And I think the scoreboard's out in like right center, something like that. This is, again, just a nice, good looking baseball stadium. Nothing, no complaints about here. There's just other fields that I feel like do a better job at the details that they put into it. But this is just a basic. Really good design of a baseball stadium. Coming in at number 19, we have Coors Field in Colorado, obviously home to the Colorado Avalanche. Coors Field, again, there's nothing special about it. You have the kind of like forest, I don't know what you call it, but like the fountain in center field where you have all the trees and the fountain and all that kind of stuff where you have the bullpens. I think the bullpens are one of the best features of Coors Field. You have the big stands out in center field. You have I think that's basically it about Coors Field. There's like, again, nothing really to write home about it about Coors Field, but it's in Colorado. I would have loved to see some more scenery in Coors Field. You kind of just look out and it's all just like flat from there. If you would have built it somewhere where you could see mountains of some sort, I think that that would have been a real home run for Coors Field, but they didn't do it and there's nothing I could do about that. So let's get into number 18, Nationals Park. Again, this is just... A classic baseball stadium. I sound like a broken record, but it's a classic baseball stadium. I put this over one in City Field, which I feel like this and City Field are in the same category of just being a really nice looking classic baseball stadium. But I like how National Park feels more open. There's more to look at when you look at outside of center field and everything it's more open in center field and i really like that about nationals park so that's why i have that at 18 number 17 target field target field is in the city of i think st paul minneapolis and you can see some buildings it's pretty enclosed around for how it looks but i love how modern it looks i love the way that target field just looks on tv and everything it looks like a really really nice outdoor stadium that's all i have to say about it What are we at now? Coming in at number 16, Dodgers Stadium. Dodgers Stadium, this is going to be probably the one that is going to make most people mad, especially if you're a Dodgers fan. It's really symmetrical. You have the weird scoreboard shapes out in left and right. It's just a symmetrical stadium. There's nothing more to say about it than that. Yes, it's nice and open. I love about that because it's in LA. It deserves to be outside, so I really like that. But there's nothing really to write home about Dodgers Stadium. There's nothing really that sets it apart from being the one of the top 10. Like, you have to have some real, real good stuff in your stadium to be a top 10 stadium, and we're going to get into that later. But coming into number 15, this is what I think may be the most underrated stadium in all of the MLB, and I don't know why I like it so much. It's really weird, but I really want to go here one time, and I heard that they might be getting a new stadium soon, but Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City is a stadium that I really, really like to see. It's right next to Arrowhead. Now you don't see Arrowhead, but it's in that same parking lot. Yes, it's in a parking lot. It's not the most attractive thing that you've ever seen. But you look out and you see hills. You got the nice fountains out in center and everything. I think that that's really, really cool. And I just love how most of the stands are behind the home plate and then it's just nice and big and open. Yes, you do have stands out in the outfield and everything, but it's mainly just the fountains. You have the scoreboard, and then the rest is just completely open. It just looks like a really, really nice place to spend like a Saturday afternoon watching the Royals game or something like that. So that's why I had that at 15. 14 is another place I really want to go to, Citizens Bank Park. Yes, it's in a parking lot just like Kauffman Stadium is. But I just think that this is a really, really nice looking. A lot of people feel against, what is it, Citizens Bank Park? I was about to call it Phillies Park. That's not even the name. I don't know why. I literally just said Citizens Bank Park, but now I forget it. Citizens Bank Park, you have the nice big scoreboard out on the left, you have stuff in center field, like it looks nice in center field, and then right field is where you have the massive standings going up, I don't know what it is about it, I just think it looks really good, you have lots to look at, in terms of in the stadium, outside the stadium is where it kind of lacks, because yes, you were in a parking lot, but in the stadium, it looks like there's a lot to look at, at this stadium, and again, just a classic baseball stadium coming in at number 3 13 you got Truist Park one of the newer stadiums i think the second newest stadium in the MLB formerly know, uh, known as the SunTrust Park in Atlanta again a really nice stadium one of the modern ones i heard that they got a lot of tough a uh, lot of good stuff outside it's kind of enclosed it's kind of out there i think in the city i don't think it's in the heart of Atlanta i think it's kind of out there I would have liked it to be more open and stuff, but you got the nice, I think, what they call a chop house out in right field. It's just a nice-looking modern stadium. Again, there's nothing really, really to write home about in the bleachers and everything like that. It just looks like a really, really nice baseball stadium, and it's brand new, so it has to be high up on the list. Coming in at number 12, Great American Ballpark. Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. It's on a river. I think that's one of the main factors that makes this a really, really good-looking stadium because... This is one of three stadiums, I think, that's on the water. And anytime that you could have a stadium on the water, I think it's going to be really high on my list. You got the nice steamboat things out in, I think, left center, right center out there. And it's just an open stadium. It really is an open stadium. This is a stadium that I passed. I remember driving by this when I was a kid. It looks like a really nice place to go. I it, Outside the stadium, it looks really cool. I think that this is just, again a really clean-looking baseball stadium. Coming in at number 11, this is going to turn some heads because we got Yankee Stadium. And apart from the history about Yankee Stadium, old Yankee Stadium that they kind of brought in and incorporated into new Yankee Stadium, if this wasn't the team, New York Yankees, playing in this stadium, I think that this would be way down my list because, honestly, other than you have the Hall of Fame out in center field, and yes, I really, really love the Hall of Fame out in center field, I think that's an amazing feature that they have. I think it used to be out in the actual field at old Yankee Stadium. I might be wrong about that. But you got the scoreboard out there, but then other than that, it's basically just a symmetrical stadium that's a circle all the way around. You got the nice, I don't know what you call it, but you got that design. You know that's design that Yankee Stadium's known for at the top of the bleachers or whatever. Again, it's just the Yankees kind of make the stadium. The Yankees make it for what. They tried to make a newer version of what their old stadium was, and I think that's why it's so high up on this list. Now, coming in at number 10, Camden Yards. Camden Yards, if they didn't have the warehouse out in right field and that porch and everything, I think this would be down my list. But, again, even if it was down my list, it's not a terrible ballpark. You have the nice warehouse. you got the big porch out there. And then you see some of the city behind it, too. I think that it's a great spectacle out in Baltimore. Left field, yes, you have a ton of bleachers and everything, Maybe cut that a bit just to allow the city to see more. And I think there's like some hotels or some buildings behind that. But other than that, Camden Yards looks like a great place and definitely a top 10 venue in all the MLB. Coming in at number 10 or not, number 9 now, I said this wrong before because on my list here, I have, it says Globe Life Park, but Globe Life Park is the old stadium that the Texas Rangers used to play in. Globe Life Field is the new place that Texas plays in. We got to see a glimpse of it in the NLDS and the World Series this season. I think they did a phenomenal job. They really knocked it out of the park. It's an indoor stadium, yet you feel like you're outdoor. I love the glass out in left field. I think that's what really makes it the stadium it is. It feels open. You're inside, but it feels big and open, and you don't feel like you're enclosed. When I look at the pictures of Globe Life Field, you don't feel like you're enclosed in this massive dome. You feel like You have room to breathe. You feel like you're outside in some sort because you have the big glass out there. I think they did an amazing job here, and it looks really, really nice. Coming in at number eight, progressive field out in Cleveland, Ohio, home of the Cleveland baseball team they are called now. I think, other than the only part that I really don't like about this stadium is the weird seating behind the home plate. We all know it because it's like lowered from the ground or whatever, and... Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It's just weird, but other than that, you have big standings out in right field, but the rest of the stadium allows you to see the city and I really like that. You have a massive scoreboard out in left field. You have the big porch out in left. And you just see tons of the city. And I think that's the best part about this stadium is when you're able to see the city around you and everything, it makes for a really, really great experience at the ballpark. And I think that Progressive Field is definitely a really, really nice ballpark and one that I have to go to one day. I've been outside a bit before. I drove past it going to a Browns game one time, but Progressive Field looks like an amazing place to go to. Coming in at number seven, another stadium that I've been outside of, Comerica Park in Detroit. Now, I've walked around this before. The Tigers statues outside of Comerica Park are unbelievable, and they even have some inside the stadium. The detail that they put around the stadium is really unbelievable compared to what I've been seeing at Rogers Center, where it kind of lacks around detail and everything around the stadium. I think the Tigers do an amazing job. You see tons of the city, you got Tigers on the scoreboard in the stadium. You see a I think you see Ford Field out in like right center something like that. I love when you can see other sports stadiums from a baseball stadium. Really, really cool experience there. Comerica Park just looks like a really, really nice place. It looks like a really, really well done ballpark. Even though the team isn't that good this year, I think Comerica Park is definitely deserving of that number 7 spot. Coming in at number 6, we go out west. So one of probably the hottest place or one of the hottest places in all the MLB. We go to San Diego, probably the richest city in all or the most expensive city in all the MLB. It's either that New York or L.A. Peco Park really, really did it nice. You see the city and everything. You got the Western Steel Company building out in left that actually has standings built into it. That is such a unique feature that. I really, really want to go see one day. Peco Park just looks like an amazing place. It is really, really well done. I have nothing else to say about it. Like, I have no, there's nothing I would change about Peco Park. Absolutely nothing I would change about Peco Park. It is that good of a stadium. And I have no problem keep on saying that. Like, look at Peco Park. You see the stadium. Yes, you have right field and you have left field which have the stands that kind of block the city, but you have majority of the city in center field, and that's where it really opens up. Peco Park, man, just falling out at number six, but nonetheless, it is an amazing stadium and a place that I have to go to someday. Number, what are we at? Number five. We're at number five. Getting into the top five now, Busch Stadium in St. Louis. You see the city. I think that's the main part about what really makes this. You see the city. You see the St. Louis arc, which... Is the landmark of St. Louis. You don't know St. Louis for anything else except the Ark. I think that that's really cool. And I swear that there's some like buildings or something out in left field that also have stands built into it, like the Western Steel Co. in um, Pecco. I could be wrong about that, but from what I've seen watching games and everything, Busch Stadium apparently has the best fans in all of baseball. It's a baseball town or whatever, and what they've built around the stadium is really nice. Busch Stadium is definitely deserving of a top five spot in all of the MLB. Top four now. This is where it gets really interesting, because you know the four stadiums. I'll break it down for you guys right now. I just had to get some water in me. I've been talking for a long, long time. Top four stadiums, in no particular order, because we're going to get into that later. We have Oracle Park. We have Wrigley Field. We have Fenway Park and we have PNC Park, the top four stadiums in the MLB. Coming in at number four, I have Fenway Park. This is a baseball museum. This isn't a baseball season uh, stadium. This is a place that it's a museum. It's historic. And you get to watch a baseball game there. That's how I see Fenway Park. The Green Monster, absolutely amazing. There's so many parts of the stadium. The Pole, whatever you want to call it, you see the city. You have like parking garages or whatever. I think that the fact that it's not built in a Boston and it's more like just in the outskirts of the city. I really, really like that from what I've seen from walking of seeing people walk around or seeing the outside of Fenway Park and everything. It's a historic stadium. The bullpens are obviously different. You have the short fence out in right field There's just so much to love about this stadium. It's really, I heard the food's amazing too. It's really just a museum for baseball fans that you get to go watch a baseball game at. I think that it is an amazing stadium. Definitely a top four, but I have three above it. It's really hard to rank these four, but I had to. Coming in at number three, I have Wrigley Field in Chicago for the same reason as Fenway Park. This is just a place It's not a baseball stadium. It's a baseball museum that you get to watch a game in. You have ivory fences. You have the nice, what is it, like chain mill fence, like up top above all of them. It's a small, like, it's a small looking stadium. It's just classic. You have the apartments behind the stadium that have stands built on top of them. It just looks like an old baseball stadium. It looks like a place where baseball was made. Everything about Wrigley Field is a home run. It's a beautiful stadium. It is a beautiful stadium. Definitely, if I had to pick any ballpark that I haven't already been to to go to, Wrigley Field is number one on my list. Coming in at number two, we have Oracle Park in San Francisco, right on the bay, right on McCovey's Cove. And for one other reason that you can see the Pacific Ocean and the mountains of California behind it, if you're sitting up in the upper decks, You can hit balls like the ocean is literally right there. It's right there. You have the short stands in left field. You multiple players. You have people sitting behind the stadium in kayaks, just waiting for home runs to come because they go out there all the time. Batting practice. I've seen people. Zach Hampel is a YouTuber that I love to watch, and he's done it before. He's been out there in a kayak. And they just sit there. You have a whole group of people just sitting back there waiting for home runs to be hit. Especially when Barry Bonds was playing, when he was smoking balls out there. Oracle Park is just a really nice stadium. I've said every stadium is a nice stadium, but this place is one of the top two for the reason of the the landscape, what you get to see, and just the environment built around it. It's a really, really nice stadium. Especially out in left field and everything. You have the massive baseball glove and the Coke can. And I think that there's a slide built into that. It just looks like a really, really nice, nice stadium. Number one. Number one. PNC Park. The only other stadium I've been to. Yes, I've been to the stadium. Yes, I could be being biased. But I really, really don't think I be I am being biased in this one. Because if you have ever been to PNC Park... Especially in a night game, especially on a firework night, there's no better stadium. Argue with me to your day's end that PNC Park isn't the best stadium in the MLB. I won't change my mind. This place is unreal, absolutely unreal. I feel like, honestly, I may rather sit in the upper deck than the lower deck just because of what you get to see in the upper deck. You still get to watch the same baseball game, people. It's nice. It's open. The city behind it, you have the nice golden bridges. I think one of them's named the Roberto Clemente Bridge. You have the nice golden bridges behind it or yellow bridges. You have the city uprising behind it. It's nice and open. You can see everything you have. It has this nice steel feel to it where it just looks like really rustic. And like it's Pittsburgh. It's the steel city. It just represents the city really well. The field's amazing. I've actually stood on the field and everything it's a really, really nice place. And the Firework Nights, I've been there for the Firework Nights. Honestly, I've been to Disney Fireworks. PNC Park's fireworks are way better than anything Disney has done. They do them off the bridge. You see the nice city lights light up at night. It's it's really a sight to see. If you haven't been to PNC Park, this is the one ballpark that you have to go to if you are a baseball fan. I guarantee you that. If you haven't been to PNC Park, you have to get there before you die because it's the best stadium in all the MLB. It is the best stadium in all the MLB. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning into this podcast. I really appreciate it. This has been a long one. I've been talking for a long, long, long while, but I enjoy it. We got off of football, but we may get into some draft content again. I can't wait to keep talking NFL draft. I don't know what we're going to be doing for next podcast, but we'll find out. And whatever it is, is, going to be good. So thank you for tuning in, guys. I really appreciate it. And definitely come in next time.